Good morning, love community. I'm your host, Erica Latina, and welcome to L3 Podcast. I feel like it's been forever since I had a chance to talk to you guys. I recorded episode one, and I received so much love from everybody, and I'm so grateful for those who took their time out of their day to listen to me. So I go into episode two a week later, and I actually recorded episode two. And I sent it off for editing, and I was waiting for it to come back, and I started feeling bad. And in feeling bad, <laughs> um, I had COVID, and so I, I've been down with COVID for a couple weeks. And even um, when I was sick, um, there was like an urge in me um, that just wanted to get on the mic and record, but I had no voice. And I thought it was the strangest thing that um, <laughs> I went through 2020, no COVID. I go through 21, no COVID. And in, in 2020, like I was working on what I feel is like the front line. Because I was working in a school face-to-face with not only children, but parents too. And not a symptom, nothing. And so 22 comes in and, you know, I declare this is going to be the year. Um, you know, God gives me the vision about the podcast. I record episode, we go live, I record episode two, it's in editing, and boom, just like out of nowhere, I'm hit with COVID, and I'm like, damn, and I have no voice, and I have so much that I want to talk about, and so much in me that I couldn't get released, because if I did, it, my voice was so muffled, so I just knew that um, it was just an interference and a distraction from the enemy, and that my voice had purpose, and God is going to use my voice as his amplifier on this platform. So I just pray that God continues to dwell within me. And even though those distractions come, um, I, I'm going to push through them. And I encourage you to do the, thing, the same when you're faced with opposition in your life or when the plan isn't going the way that you plan. Um, something that I always say is that if you want to make God laugh, then you tell him your plans. Cause um, my plans, baby, is for now. We sh- we should have had three, four episodes right now, but that's not what occurred. And um, I'm grateful for those times in isolation too, because you know God was God was still doing a work within me. He was still revealing some things to me, and um, that's what I'm gonna share with you guys today. So we're just gonna go ahead into this episode. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that you just fill the room and that you just be with the listeners on the other side of this mic. God, let the words that I speak today be encouraging and motivating to them wherever they may be, wherever their walk is in life. God, I ask that you just use me to share love to your people and that they can feel that love, God, um, through my words and my triumph and my story. In your name, I pray. So while I was on, while I was sick, <clears throat> um, God was dealing with me about me, and one thing in particular He was revealing to me is that in my busy schedule, and yes, I have a um a loaded schedule from work to kids to husband to house chores to volunteer hours, um, to church. Um, you name it. Like I'm a very active person, and I've created that life 
purposely. It wasn't something. Um, it just happened random. You know, I choose to be very involved with my kids, my church, and my community. Um, God showed me that I did. Yes, I was doing all those things, and all those things were great. But I wasn't making any time or plans for myself. And so for me to be able to sow in those different areas in my life, I would have some I would have to have time for rest for myself. And in that rest, that stillness, is when he could do a work within me where he could fill me back up because I'm pouring out to all these different organizations and people and children. Um and then I'm still remaining empty. I have to get recharged. I have to get refueled. And, um, you know, yes, I felt like I was getting those things on Wednesday night or, you know, Sunday morning or whatever else. But the body requires rest. So, moms, PSA, put us on our schedule. Put us on our calendar. It is okay for us to make rest, self-care, a priority. It is okay for us to create budgets for self-care because guess what? Our kids need us. Our family needs us. Our community needs us. Our church needs us. And the only way that we are going to be accessible and available to do the things the way God wants us to do them is if we are energized at rest and that we are filled with him. Um, I'm a very creative person and I love arts, crafts, doing things with my hands. So I feel like my mind is running 100 miles per hour, even when I'm asleep, even when I'm laying down. Like I I can honestly say that I feel like I um, <laughs> I come up with some of the best ideas in, in, in my bed. Um, but because of that, I'm not taking a moment to step back, stop, breathe, and meditate. On what is it that God wants me to do? And so, yes, you know, it's great to be involved. And I'm not saying, you know, find you a sitter or a nanny. And that I'm not saying that, you know, I feel overly involved. Which sometimes I do. Yeah, I am saying that in some sense. But, anywho, I am saying that I have to start making myself a priority. And you do, too. It's part of God's plan. It really is. Because our plans are not his plans. And his plans are for us to prosper. And his plan has to be revealed within us. Well, if we don't take time to build that relationship with him and that kind of tying back to what we talked about in episode one through, you know, prayer with him, communication, that's a two-way street. We talking to God and then we pause and then we allow him to talk back to us. Um, reading God's word so many times um, has God given me revelation about where I'm at, where I'm headed, or what he wants me to do about a certain situation through his word um, to the point that when I feel like I want to see it black and white, that's my prayer to him. God, please give me a, give me a script. Show me your word. Um, I actually remember quitting a job Based off of that prayer, you know, I was at a very low end at a very high paying job. Um, 
me and my husband was clearing well over a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, we had BMWs, Mercedes, um, huge house, land, kids had everything they needed, okay, and wanted on top of that. Um, but I was I was not happy. I was miserable. My mental health was all over the place. I was uh, filled with anxiety and depression. And um, money doesn't fix, fix those things. They don't. I felt like I was not accessible to my children. Um, I was on call if they needed me, but I felt like I wasn't accessible to them. And that took me into a deep and dark place. And um, when I was on quarantine, God was pouring in my story, my spirit to, to share this, this story with you guys. I had all the things from the outside. Yeah. Social media and community in the world paints is what you need. You got to have. You got to have the happy life, the great job, um, you know, money in the bank, nice cars, nice house, smile on your face. I had all those things, and I was so empty. I was so empty to the point that I actually um, was assaulting suicide. It's a real thing. Um, I, and I remember telling those that were close to me that I had been having unnatural feelings. And um, someone really close to me, they said, well, what, what does that mean? You feel like killing yourself? And um, I did. And I had told that person and didn't really feel like they cared, so that sent me into a deeper spiral. And I remember one day getting my kids dressed for church. And if you know me, I love church, okay? I do. It's just something about being in the temple, in the presence of God, with other worshipers. I got my children dressed for church, and I had made up a mind that that was going to be a day. And my children had never looked so beautiful to me as they did this day. So I get them dressed. You know, they brush their teeth. They wash their face. I lotion them up. You know, um, a little Vaseline on the face. Uh, southerners, you know, and my husband looks at me and he's like, "You're not going to church today." And I said, "No, I just need a, a me time. No, I'm gonna stay home now." He even kind of looked with confusion on his face, but he didn't question it. You know, so sent the kids out of the door and him, and they went to church. You know, sat there in my bathroom in consultation about ending my life <clears throat> in the different ways I could do it and I was ready in my mind for when my family could come back they were gonna find me that way because the enemy was speaking in my left ear he was telling me that this was gonna be it I had reached my capacity you know you got everything you wanted you got the good job you got the husband you got the house on the hill and look and look you still down, you still depressed, you still getting talked about, it's still not prospering. And I was believing those things. And so God met me in that dark place as I got ready to end my life. He whispered in my left, my right ear, Your story does not end this way. You are living a life that is worth living. 
came right in. I stopped. I changed. I planned. I cried. I went. I asked for forgiveness. I asked God to console me. I asked God to nurse me. And God brought me out of that place. He did. And I really hope sharing this story is going to bless somebody else. Because I know that there are so many of us that are hurting that have everything that society and the world feels like you have to have to have a successful life. But until you have Jesus, until you have that personal encounter with him, none of that matters. There was a brokenness in me, in my heart. And in my mind that only he could heal to the fact that I was ready to end my life. I was ready to leave my children, my house, my home, my husband. All these things I thought I had accomplished right here. Because the weight of the world was so heavy. But God said no. God said no. So I encourage you that your today is not your tomorrow. And that there are people out there with similar stories, similar walks, who are going, who are struggling through similar things. They really are. You know, you are not the only only one. And if you are having those unnatural feelings, I pray and I'm pushing you right now to seek help because that's what I did. I, I pulled myself up and I, and I went and I found this help. I found me a phenomenal psychiatrist. I started seeing her weekly. And weekly turned into bi-weekly. Bi-weekly turned into monthly. I, I prayed and God gave me direction for medication. And I was one of these big people, you know. I'm, I'm raised from the South, okay, deep in the South. And um, mental health was something that, unfortunately, we just didn't talk about it. You know, we knew about it, but we just really didn't talk about it. And so I wasn't going to take no medicine. Ain't nobody going to label me crazy. And I remember when I went and met with my psychiatrist for the first time, I was so afraid of what to tell her or what not to tell her because I did not want her to take my kids. I didn't want DCF involved. But I remember the Holy Spirit just overcoming me and me just pouring out. To this doctor and she giving me everything that I needed and one of the most important things that she had gave me as I was telling her my background story she said if these people never apologize to you what will it change and I thought about it and it wasn't going to change anything and she said if these people come and they do apologize to you what will it change is it going to change the hurt that they have already inflicted in your life? Are they gonna, is that going to change the outcome? And it wasn't. It wasn't going to change anything. What was done was done. What was in the past was in the past. And it was up to me to forgive. Because, see, I was holding grudges to people that was out here living their life. It was like I was drinking the poison and expecting them to die. These people weren't even thinking about me. And here I was, 
in a mold, in a mess. God gave me the strength to do what I needed to do, to pull myself together. He mended my heart. I was overcompensating with alcohol. I was overcompensating with shopping. I was overcompensating with work. There'd be times that I just didn't want to deal with the issues of life, so I would just come up with projects. I would work all day, all night. God took my broken heart and he mended it. He continues to fix us because we're always on the, on the potter's wheel. So I say that he does not love me no more than he loves you. So if you feel like if you are struggling today with who you are and your identity, I'm here for you. But more important, God is here for you. And I encourage you to trust your journey. The Father was with me when I felt so alone. That day, in my mind, he was with me in that bathroom. I felt like my, my best friend didn't care. But he cared enough to let me know that my story was not going to end that way. So last week, when I was sick with COVID, God spoke to me about my identity. and He was showing me that I had created this identity around my kids and my job and all these little things that I have myself, you know, involved with. He gave me the revelation that these things were just for a moment. <clears throat> they were just for a moment. I am only going to be this mom for a moment. One day, my kids are going to grow up and they're going to have families and they're, they're going to have identities. So we have to seek God for our own identity, for our own direction, for where we're supposed to be, for where he is going to call us to. Because where we are today, it's not going to be our tomorrow. It's not. And sometimes it's all we see. Like, I have two kids in college, right? And that didn't even dawn on me. Yeah, I know we had the big party graduation. I moved her in and all that. But, like, she's out of my house. She really is out of my house. And, and, Two years, I'll have another one moving out. Another year, I'll have another one going out. So, what I'm going to do? I'm not going to be sitting at Swanee High Trade meets and basketball games forever. So, for, for me to figure out that direction in my life, I have to spend that time with God. So, I challenge you this week. Open that Bible again. Get in that devotional, pray to God, consult with him, and ask him for direction, and ask him for your true identity in him. Because he loves us, he will instruct us. Psalms 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you 
in the way you shall go. I will counsel you and watch over you, says the Lord. It don't get much plainer than that. So I'm going to end this episode right there. And I just want to let you guys know that I love you. And that God loves you. I want you to be blessed. And I want you to be a blessing to someone. In the bio, I will also have the national number for suicide. If you need help, if you're struggling, get help. Get help. Your life matters. You are living a life worth living. Your today is not tomorrow. And I encourage you, I encourage you to reach out to someone. Until we meet again.